Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Stand-Up, your weekly destination for all things Asian pop culture. Uh, it's your boy, Pao. <laughs> and this is your girl, Mika. Why were you laughing? Because I, I, I thought I mispronounced stand-up and I said, this is your Weekly Stand-Up. You're having too many stand-ups, uh, I guess. I was, I was hearing myself <laughs> in the <minute. laughs> I paused for a minute, but... Yeah, no, I, you know, it, it, it's all in a day's work of uh, not having recorded for a while. Uh, <laughs> and we're back doing another series of recordings to keep our show updated. Keep us alive. Yeah. <laughs> to share with you guys what we've been uh, tuning into the past few weeks. And I mean, this the show, I mean, like, Nick and I have been doing it since the start of last year. And we started the show because it was really a uh, great way to de-stress, at least not once a month. <laughs> um, and just have these kind of like stream of consciousness conversations. Yeah, it's just nice to take the light in things. This is a reminder that we can like Yes, things. yes, we can. We can like things. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, what have, what have you been up to, Nika, in terms of the whole, you know, what have you been following and all um, that? I feel like actually since the last recording, so much has happened, but also I don't really remember because time is an illusion. <laughs> but it's been a crazy, tiring past few weeks, which only means one thing, <laughs> mass consumption. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also means mass production. Like there was one week in April where I did a cover a day, but then the quality is just not that good in my opinion, which is why comeback is yet to be announced. Wait, your, your, <laughs> um, your comeback? Yes, my comeback <laughs> has yet to be announced. <laughs> but in terms of what I've been tuning into, there's so much content. I swallow my pride. I have succumbed to a fluffy Chinese drama, Falling Into Your Smile. Which oh, wow. Fluffy. Very uh, characteristic yeah, I mean, of what you usually watch. When you're stressed, sometimes you need to remember that you can feel things. So sort of, sort of the same reason of like the, the reason you watched the uh, business proposal. Yeah, 2022 has been like a roller coaster, I guess, such that I need the fluff. Um, but yeah, this is an old Chinese drama. Quen finished it last year. I watched it this year because the main actress, uh, Cheng Xiao, is in a dance variety show that I'm watching called Great Dance Crew, which I actually started watching because Wavy, NCT, Super oh, M's I, 10 I've seen, I've yeah, seen... is there. Yeah. Uh, that's still ongoing, so I'm watching that. I'm also watching another Chinese drama now, which falls into the stressful category. It's a crime drama called Be Reborn. So still ongoing. Um, there's that. And before all other things, just two words to end my recap. Got seven comeback. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Mika's been sharing the tweet. It's coming soon. Yeah, I think just there's just a lot of uh, a lot of these like groups that like like around the same generation as Got Seven that are or even earlier that are thinking about comebacks and all of that. And especially since people are able to have a lot more events now, bigger events, larger events, it's become uh, an opportunity for all of these yeah, yeah. Uh, groups to finally uh, interact with their fans. And some of the right. even younger groups, I think they're also. Uh, of doing combat one that i followed from the very early days bandit on, on the show i think i mentioned that i was following this group and i even joined their fan cafe oh 
Well, I'm not entirely sure if I mentioned I it. I know of it. I think I, I think did. You did. Yes. <laughs> they haven't been active for the last two years. I think they're they're the same Susoksa mm. or the same uh, entertainment company as Chongha. Oh. But she also hasn't been super active either the last year. So I think it's just their whole yeah, 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 company yeah, yeah. has been <laughs> extremely cautious ah, okay. over the past two years. <laughs> so now uh, I think I think their group's come uh, coming back as well. Uh, wow. And that's just one out of so many others. So yeah, re- really exciting times I think for anybody who's following. K-pop groups and especially those who have been longtime fans yeah. of like Hot Seven. I mean, we, we were talking about Big Bang uh, oh, yeah. a couple of episodes ago. Yes. Yeah, there's some talk about Two Anyone, but right, who knows? Yeah, right? we're, we're we're not sure. <laughs> the extent of our scholarness. Right, right. <laughs> Speaking of events, groups coming back together and Two Anyone, our agenda for this episode actually brings all of that together. Right. We're going to talk about you know none other than Coachella, yeah. where a lot of Asian artists. K-pop artists Yay. really, you, you you could you could essentially say they pretty much dominated the the, right. the lineup and the show this year, um, which just <laughs> speaks to how much there has been like a cultural shift at least in in the U.S. when it comes to the, these things. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I only I've only been seeing the YouTube shorts and the you know the fan cams, the the, the reels and all of that of the the fan cams. <laughs> uh, but I think you know my my co-host here Mika has has actually been paying a little bit more attention to it. Maybe yeah. you can run us through all the highlights. Yeah, I mean Coachella went on for like a couple days, right? Like right. two weekends. It was very difficult to follow because there were like three YouTube channels streaming Coachella because, of course, Coachella has different stages. You have the main stage, the outdoor Mm. theater, all the smaller stages. So going to a festival like that is actually very cool because you get to go around and then eventually discover a new artist. But of course, you know, thankfully they streamed the entire thing. So I got to watch a couple of the artists that I liked. Of course, 88 Rising. Some of the artists had their own like stage time, but then what I really appreciated was 88 Rising had the opportunity to go on main stage. So there was an 88 Rising Head in the Clouds set during Coachella where they brought out the artists. Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, of course, Nikki, <laughs> my queen. <laughs> She sang this Indonesian song like in honor of her country, which was really cool. It's such a statement. And then, you know, resident artists like uh, Rich Brian, Warren, so the Indo That we covered actually in a previous episode. Yeah, in a previous episode. And speaking of which, we ended that episode with California, mm. right? They performed a snippet of California, this time with Jackson Wang and uh utado hikaru so that was cool there were a couple of other speaking artists. of which i think you prepared like a snippet one of the nikki's performances yes this was my personal favorite yeah this is her latest single split um so yeah let's enjoy all right and comment away Nikki split live at coachella 2022 this is on the coachella youtube channel yeah it's high depth. The camera, so. the, <laughs> the angle is uh, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Definitely not a fan cam. <laughs> the background behind, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool concept. Yeah. 
She sounded really great. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yes, a lot of these really good, uh, like drive-by songs. Yeah, like, that's uh, like true. every summertime, and then this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, speaking of every summertime, um, during her set for Head in the Clouds, like the '88 Rising collective set, because Nikki had her own set as well. But then during the collective set, there was a portion where. It was like a an orchestra version of Every Summertime. It was so good. Orchestra version. Oh. Like violins, all the strings, man. Yeah, I need, I need to check that one out. <laughs> yes. TBH, I'm not saying much to this performance because it's very like I I think I've already said everything in our Nikki episode. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very classic, you know, classic Nikki. Uh, yeah. I, I, one thing though is that I think in our Nikki episode we we talked a lot about her ability to sort of carry all these like high notes effortlessly, mm. basically. But I think in this song in particular, it highlights more of her like lower tones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way speaking to her you know living in two worlds and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah there we go that was split by nikki how how would you how would you rank this because uh, it's a new single right and yeah we've, yeah we've listened to a lot of her songs in the past like where would you hmm. where would you place this well actually it's not that new right it's just the last song that she put out in recent right 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 yeah i like it although i feel like she really got big and like even bigger with every summertime, which for me is like the jam. Um, but this is a nice. It's reminiscent of old Nikki. I feel like she experiments with a lot of genres. Right, more yeah. acoustic. But she started off acoustic, kind of folk, um, and I think that just draws from that kind of sound, which was very nice and nostalgic. And yeah, I agree with what you said earlier. The lyrics, Nikki writes really well. I feel like that's one of the things that I really uh, yeah like I mean her, but yeah definitely a singer songwriter not just yeah. a singer yeah words yeah yeah indeed but yeah I yeah really I definitely like I think every, every summertime I'm gonna drop this word again has that neutral vibes mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually our friend Bon because I told him oh you know every summertime is such a grocery song like a song you would hear in the grocery and then he was like yo eighty eight rising 
heard you because they did a performance video of every summertime yeah, and Nikki was yeah, in the grocery yeah. and I was like <laughs> was... yeah I know that's why when they did that I was like did they read my mind <laughs> and yeah apart from that there's also another video of every summertime which was very artistic and like the dance was really nice so yeah I love that song it's a vibe I think, yeah yeah split I mean it's a very accessible song mm. in the same way that every every summertime is mm-hmm. as well um, I mean, our, our listeners can't, can't you know, it's, it's only an audio, but uh, in the video that Mika was playing, it just weather perfectly matched the song as well, I think. <laughs> like, it was a hot afternoon. <laughs> She's singing like an acoustic flow jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, you're just chilling. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. And speaking of like hot afternoon and then, you know, like what during the 88 Rising set, it was like right about sunset, right? So it was like mm, right, uh, right, moving right. from the day to the night. Jesus Christ, when Jackson Wang came out, it was just like, oh my God, the party started. Yeah, I think that was a good like order. Okay. It's like you, you have a Nikki I uh, know. acoustic jam and then Jackson coming. Yeah, yeah. Right there was the little... <laughs> Yeah, and then 21 wrapped up the, that particular Yeah, and then you bring set, out the strobe right? lights and all of yeah. the stuff. And then you bring out 21 and Espa. <laughs> uh, yeah, to, my gosh. To really kick things off into like club, uh, club, club feeling. Um, speaking of which, yeah, we... You, you, you talk about the lineup, you you know, all the 88 Rising sort of OGs, uh, mm-hmm. then Jackson as well, and, you know, 21 coming on stage, which I think was supposed to be like, a, that was, was, was that announced or was that like? Um... No, it wasn't. So it was such a surprise. So I remember CL, I think CL came right after. CL Jackson. was in the lineup, right? CL was in the lineup. Yeah, CL then... was. So at the time, like when it was CL set, I was just playing the Coachella like video as background music, and then suddenly I'm like, I look and then I see what it's Sandara Park, and then I was like, wait, that's Twenty One, and then when I went on Twitter, everyone was freaking out. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a surprise. I think Sandara Park has been she's been acting on variety shows a lot in the past few years, but I think uh, this Coachella, and then she also did a K-pop like music show recently. Or she also appeared as a surprise mm-hmm. guest in, in, in that show and we'll probably talk about this in a different episode but in that show like they, they measure they, they sort of bring back old artists by old I mean like debuted mm-hmm. and it's been a while since their last official performance and for her it's been like more than a thousand oh. days two thousand yeah. days since her last performance and then she came back right. in that show and then now she also came back in, in like um, if yeah, you're ever gonna yeah. choose a comeback stage might as well be Coachella. Coachella, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, 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 the second video we're gonna like uh, react to is not uh, it's not to anyone, unfortunately. But Espa. this was also actually another surprise. Oh, okay. Oh, they were not in the lineup. Oh, I thought they were in the lineup. Uh, From what I know, they weren't. Um, they were the head in the clouds set for the second weekend of Coachella. Uh, they sang this new song called "Life's Too Short," which we're now going to watch and react to. So yes. I've actually never heard this song. This is a new song that they performed in Coachella. So we're watching a fan cam, guys, and it's it's not as you know, noisy. Yeah. 
because this is a new song. <laughs> but you know, when it was like Black Mamba or like. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Mika, Mika with the five head, with the five head strategy here. Yeah. <laughs> picking, picking a song that's new so we don't. Yes. <laughs> it's not too noisy. Yeah. You can just hear the cheers. Like, but vocal power, as expected, of Kwangya uh, residents. Just kidding. Of SM artists. Okay. I mean, apart from next level, I don't know that much about that song. Oh, actually, me too. Or have you have you been listening to them? Not apart from. Not super. Although I kind of okay. I I went all nerd one day and tried to research on what Kwangya, the whole universe thing. So I probably know their story <laughs> more than their songs, but. Gwen has sent me a couple of uh, Espa songs before. Maybe you can bring find that. <laughs> Educate us. <laughs> yes. But this song in particular, Life's Too Short, as the title suggests, this doesn't really touch on the whole Espa sci-fi avatar no, 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 yeah, story. So yeah. this is more about you know you know life's too short. After hearing Black Mamba and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like totally totally different. All of the SM artists or groups in particular have sort of like this vocal b yes yes or, or, or they have like a series of, of songs that they try to highlight more the vocal the vocal harmonies and all that yeah which which this song was i think yeah yeah and, and i think one thing also For i noticed sure. is that it's if, if you didn't tell me that this is an espa yeah. song i would probably say it sounded more like like an american pop song i was gonna say the same thing it sounds like they were doing a cover of a pop song right day, right but... right it's yes. like it, it's like they they got like a, a demo from the u.s and then, and then made it into a into an mm. espa song and then mm -hmm. you know selling it back to the u.s market <laughs> you know what i mean like that kind of uh yeah. that kind of angle which i think is is becoming you know i mean i'm not saying it's like bad or anything mm. but it's like it's just a, a part of a, this trend right because obviously there's a lot more uh people who are listening to k-pop in, in the west and so you know trying to make make things sound a little bit more yeah, familiar yeah, yeah. for some of these songs yeah. and a lot of the producers are from the west yeah and then the de that's why the demos are in english right and then they just send it over and yeah international <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah i still remember when i first found out that a lot of the demos were from the not koreans let's just say <laughs> so they were all in english yes uh, and the lyrics sometimes are like and it, yeah and, and sometimes you also appreciate sometimes the, the the original artists who made the demos put up the demos on their like personal youtube channels and so sometimes you like you end up liking the demos as well yeah. <laughs> as much as you do the the, the song that got commercialized yeah but but Espa, i feel like yeah we have, we have a lot more to learn uh, we should bring back Quen to go back into yeah. the whole kwangya 
introduction Kong, yeah, to Kong, yeah. But yeah, apart yeah. from them, I think it's like a whole range, like 80 Rising, you have 21, which is a different, they're not in the Kong universe, but they're mm-hmm. sort of like legends in the K-pop industry. Right. Then you have Ace, uh, Ace-pa. <laughs> Espa, sort of, a, yes. sort of a rising star as well. Right. Um, yeah, who else? Who else? Uh, Epic High was Epic also High, in Coachella. Right? Yeah, but not part of the 88 Rising set. Well, when you, when you still, talk about Korean America, yeah, they're really up there. artists like Epic High mm-hmm. can't be, yeah, you can't leave them out. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, Joji. Who else? Other like up and coming also like Millie, Millie from Thailand. Actually, she has a really high pitched voice, right? Yeah, the rapper. I think I shared. Yes. I, I think I shared a song of hers, like with the not really a song of hers, but it was sort of mixed with other rappers. And then I don't know if it was you or if it was Quan or if it was Jarek who said like I I'm not really into this like super high pitched <laughs> kind of rap. That could be me, but also probably not. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, nice to know but that yeah. she's. She got to go and Coachella as well. Who else? I mean, there were a lot of other artists as well. I mean, apart from the whole Asian artist roster, right? There was like Daniel Caesar, Justin Bieber came yeah. on. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> we're only talking about the Asian artists. <laughs> yeah, all the surprises, right? Harry Styles, oh my God, who could, like, I am so sorry. Harry Styles, hello. But the lineup was packed, so I don't really remember. Oh, Madion, the EDM artist who worked with Keshi before. Yeah, he was mm. there. I know because he, I think he performed right after Nikki, which is why I know. Uh, but yeah, so many, so many good new artists as well that a lot of people can discover as you would. I, I'm not one to like keep track of all the Coachella lineups from years past, but has it always been sort of, uh, you, you get to discover sort of, I mean, obviously the big, the heavyweights are will, will appear, uh, but has it always been sort of a way to sort of discover new artists as well? I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think that's the beauty of festivals. Even myself, when I attended some festivals here in the Philippines, the festivals that I went to, they're around the same scene, all the alt rock, pop punk, but then there were also some bands that I got to know because of those festivals. So I'm pretty sure Coachella was the same. I mean, even just 88 Risings, Head in the Clouds set in itself. Mm-hmm. was like, I didn't know this artist before. Because they took on main stage, I'm pretty sure a lot of the festival goers also, you know, got to know. I mean, a lot of people started going, who's that hot guy when Jackson Wang came in? So you already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> New and it's, it's great to see that a lot of them also took advantage of the fact that they're in the U.S. and yeah. just did a whole media tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw yeah, Jackson yeah. Wang on daytime TV. Yes. Saw BD on daytime U.S. TV. Oh well. yeah, same. I just watched her interview the. <laughs> oh so, yeah, that, that was pretty interesting and funny. Um, yeah, because I you you know you usually watch them on Korean variety yeah. shows and the and the. <laughs> Actually, I realized like U.S. TV shows sometimes are a little bit tamer than Korean variety shows. Uh, the shows <laughs> that's are true like the, that's the, true actually the stuff that you talk about there is a little bit wilder sometimes um a lot less uh pg but yeah um speaking of speaking of bb <laughs> i think for our, you know to wrap up this episode we're also going to play one of the songs yeah. that she performed uh in coachella although not the coachella version unfortunately did she perform this in coachella i don't remember but it was released around the same time that coachella happened so yeah okay so we are not sure if she performed it i don't remember but her set was really good and she looked really good um and i was focused on her makeup (laughs) and if i mean that's that's really one of the and she's talking about so much like her her sort of quintessential kind of look and if you want to hear more bb 
Yes. We're gonna talk about her in the next episode. That's right. But for now, we will leave you with a very, very vibey best lover. Enjoy, guys. See you in the next episode. Bye, guys.